Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Stay Out of My Crease. This is Season 3, Episode 2, and today is Tuesday, January 9th, 2018. Um, I'd like to welcome our first-time listeners and our returning listeners to Stay Out of My Crease. For those of you that are unfamiliar with our show, it is a live radio show that ends up podcasting um, about an hour after the show ends, so about midnight Eastern Standard Time. Um, we've actually been doing this for three seasons now, and um, we don't pretend to be experts or know-it-alls. We just are hockey fans that like to talk about hockey. Um, Stay Out of My Crease is a hockey show for hockey fans by hockey fans, and that is our tagline. I want to thank everybody who worked hard to promote Stay Out of My Crease this past weekend. I heard that it was getting promoted very well, and I appreciate that um, from the bottom of our heart. The more publicity we get, the better off you know we are, and the more um, we can bring to you guys as well. If you're new to the show, you are more than welcome to call in and talk about your club on our show. Our telephone number to call in is 516-418-5573. You can also email us. Our email address is stayoutofmycrease at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook. So if you can give our Facebook page a like, it's Stay Out of My Crease. And you can use the search bar on Facebook to um, find this show page. We are also on Twitter. And our Twitter page is at Stay Out of Crease. Um, we are also available for download on iTunes. And um, both our show and um, Fifth Down College Football Talk, as well as Talk Therapy with Red and Puddin, is also on iTunes. And those are the two other shows that currently air on KJC Radio. Um, if you're out of the country, and I know we do have Canadian listeners, and um, as well as overseas listeners, if you would like to call in and talk to us, you are still able to do so. All you need is a smartphone, download the Skype app, and you can use the 516-418-5573 telephone number, and you can give us a free call on that. So um, if you have any questions or anything during the show, Stay Out of My Crease is always available, and you can message the page, or if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can message me personally. Um, we also have our website, which is stayoutofmycrease.com. We not only um, have information on there we about the show and about Jimmy and myself, we actually have on the front page our most recent podcast will play. Um, there's a player on the front page, and you can just hit play on that, and that'll play the, um, the show, as well as you can find a link for our archives, um, including our archives on Radio AFS when we were with them. Um, which is just, you know, this is our second week on our new station here at KJC Radio. So um, it's been a big week. 
for hockey, World Juniors wrapped up, and um, college hockey was absolutely amazing this weekend. Um, we had a lot of interesting games that Jimmy and I will be talking about. And um, the World Juniors, of course, congratulations to Team Canada on gold, and congratulations to Team Sweden on silver, and the United States took bronze. So if you missed that, you missed a really great tournament. Um, I know the big talk right now has been about um, Lias Anderson, I believe it is, or Liam Anderson, I can't remember his first name, but he uh, threw his silver medal into the crowd, and that's been basically the talk among talk right now. Um, we're just kind of waiting for Jimmy here, so, you know, I'm gonna, you're going to have to listen to me for a little bit, and <laughs> I apologize, but if you want to call in and keep me company, you can, 516 Four one eight five five seven three is the new number to call in and talk to us. So yeah, um, World Juniors wrapped up, and like I said, a lot of uh, interesting games in the college side this past weekend. We uh, had my quote unquote upset on the women's side, and um, that was Penn State University ended up beating Ohio State, which was a huge deal and just such a great win for PSU. But I think Jimmy is now with us. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, Kimmy. I made it. Yay. (laughs) These people are like, thank goodness, we don't want to listen to Kim the whole show. (laughs) Oh, actually, you'd be just fine. (laughs) I had some phone issues with my other phone, so I had to take care of that. No worries. No worries. You didn't miss much, just the usual beginning. And um, actually, I took a little time to tell our new listeners about the show and how we are hockey fans. And the show is for hockey fans, that we don't pretend to be experts or professionals um, to a point on this show. But we do like to talk hockey, and we do like to talk educated hockey. So it's always a plus. Well, that it is, and you know, and I'm I'm sure you got to say stay out of my crease like 17 different times before I got on the line. So, of course, you know, because it's email address, it's <laughs> Facebook page, Twitter. Got to promote it. Um, it. A lot of people have been sharing the page, and it's just been wonderful for us this past week. Um, I had a lot of new likes on Facebook, which is always. Um, appreciated by us. Yeah, I, 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 once in a while I do look and I notice that uh, you know that we have more people you know every day, or that little thing buzzes on my on my phone and says somebody liked my page, and I'm like, what? What they did what? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yep. So, World Juniors wrapped up this past week. Um. Well, the week that we, you know, between our shows, I should say. Um, Great tournament. It was just another enjoyable tournament, I believe, at least in my opinion. Well, it it was, and it was was really neat to have the the outdoor game between um, Canada and the United States, you know, playing in Buffalo. I thought that was, thought that was really neat, and that was a good close game, and no, Canada's probably you know probably was a better team, even though the U.S. beat them, and you know, but they didn't beat them by much. You know, went to overtime, and then um, the the Swedish team is playing really well. And I mean, it, it's oh, nice you. to see some of these other teams. It was nice to see the Czech Republic Republic do so well. You know, they haven't traditionally they haven't done as well in juniors, and they you know they made a really good showing. 
Yeah, they came in. I mean, they played the U.S. for the bronze medal. So, you know, that that's definitely great. Um, Belarus and Denmark squared off to find out who came back next year. Right. Yeah, I didn't see the result of that. Was it Denmark? Um, you know, I am not 100% sure. Um, I want to say it was. I thought it was, too. I thought I saw that, but I I don't recall off the top of my head, but I'm sure somebody out there knows, somebody from Denmark who's listening can, tell, can call in and tell us. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I can I can look it up real quick, too. Sure. You know, that the interesting thing is, you know, the United States team is always for juniors. It's always it's always pretty loaded with um, with college hockey players. And in fact, I think there was 19 and all of the coaches um, are college hockey coaches. Um, Amato, again, from um, St. Cloud State was the head coach. He was last year, too, when the last time when they won the gold and now they won bronze. So, he's, I mean, that's not too bad. You know, two medals, two tournaments. I mean, that's. That's acceptable, I think. Um, but uh, uh, the uh, the interesting thing was that on the Canadian juniors team, there were three um, collegiate hockey players playing, and uh, one was a goaltender. So it's it's <clears throat> nice to see. You know, they they say it's up to thirty percent now of the NHL is is college hockey players, and it seems to be more and more now that. Um, that that's the case. I mean, that's where they're coming from. So um, it was just nice to, nice to see that in juniors too, that, you know, that even though the Canadian team won and it should have been the U S because I'm from U S and I, I feel that way. It's nice to know that there are three, <laughs> you know, th- three kids that are playing, you know, in, in the college ranks here that are, you know, that were on that team. Right. And yes, to confirm Denmark did beat Belarus and it was three to two was the final score. Um, so Denmark is to come back next year. Which and, is good. Um, one of the questions we got about the World Juniors this past week was from Bobby. And he wanted to know if we were surprised that Canada won the, the gold and if we were disappointed about the U.S. getting bronze. Uh, I can say... No and no. <laughs> <laughs> I can say I was a little surprised that Canada won gold because I thought the Swedes were potentially the better team coming into the tournament. But then it's kind of like being in Buffalo. Canada has home ice advantage anyway. So I, um, you know, in a way you're, you're so used to Canada being so good at these tournaments that it kind of isn't a surprise that they won gold. As for the U S getting bronze, never disappointed with a medal ever. So I'm, I'm very proud of the kids, you know, from a, a fan point of view, I'm very proud of the kids for the hard work and effort that they put in to get that bronze medal. And your favorite um, kid from the Gophers, Casey Middlestat was the MVP. Which is pretty, pretty amazing when you, when you, because I mean, that typically goes to the team that, you know, there's somebody on the gold medal winning team that you, that's usually gets the MVP, but that just goes to show you how, you know, just how good Casey Middlestad is. Right. Lucky Buffalo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and I got a couple other kids from, um, 
St. Cloud State that are that are coming to Buffalo too, which is also you know remarkable. I mean they've they're gonna they're gonna have a large influx of of talent going into Buffalo here in the next year or two, and um, they're not they're not going to be sitting at the cellar anymore. They're going to be up near the you know up in the rafters here pretty quick. So um, right, there'll be a lot of people up there to you know help uh, Eichel out and uh it, it it's going to be fun it's going to it's going to be that whole deal you know you you look for so many years that how bad toronto was you know and then now look at the turnaround that they've made in the last two years you know and you know now they're one of the better teams in the east there's not the, the whole nhl so you know but you know yeah. if you would have said that if i would have said that to you three years ago you'd have laughed at me but now <laughs> it's like well, and, you know, it's interesting that you brought up Toronto because I wanted to um, let everybody know that I didn't know if they did know this. Um, Austin Matthews records 100 points already. Tonight, Winnipeg Jets forward Patrick Laine became the second player from the 2016 NHL entry draft to record his 100th point. So that's two 2016 draft picks that already have 100 points in the NHL. Which is frightening, isn't it? <laughs> the fact yeah. that they have that many that fast is wow. yeah, and they're like twenty, so <laughs> right. Um, big things are coming. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait till they figure the game out. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, two amazing, talented kids, and they already have 100 points in the NHL. And when I saw Matthews got his, I think it was yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. It was a couple of days ago. But anyway, um, I saw Matthews had gotten his 100th point. And then um, tonight I got the notification that Line a had recorded his 100th point. And I got to thinking, I'm like, they have like at least 15 more years left in the NHL. This is pretty scary. Right, exactly. Well, and they're what a year and a half in, right? Basically. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So I, I wanted to let you know because you, you were talking about um, how the good young talent and uh, coming in, and I just got that notification this evening. Yeah, I actually, I was actually um, watching the highlights. Of, you know, I was on, I was watching NBCSN, and um, they actually had the um, live breakaway to it, and so I, I got to actually see it. So it was kind of cool. It was oh, like nice! Power play goal. Yeah. Oh wow, that's great. I was actually show prepping, so I didn't get to see any early hockey games tonight. But it seems like, like you said, everybody's playing tonight, or they're on vacation. Because the well, bye right. weeks have kicked in. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was surprised that they did it this way this year. Maybe they some complaints from last year or something. Because they kind of they kind of spaced it out a little bit more last year when they did it. You know that you know there's only a couple teams that were on bye at all at one time. But now it's like you know half the teams are on bye. It almost seems. Right. Which is so maybe, good. Like maybe if they're you're... trying to maybe they're trying to do it so that you know. Because I, I know there there are some teams that are playing now, you know, during that bye week, and then they're going to go on by their bye week pretty much right after the other teams come out of theirs. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just kind of doing it as a, you know, everybody gets a break about the same time. You know, maybe yeah, there and, complaints and, about that last year. 
it it really does kind of make it fair for the um like when you're looking at the the standings because if you look you know i think um the wild go on the same bye week as the jets so there you guys are in the same division and um so you're not to a point you're not gaining any ground or losing any ground while somebody is on a bye week is the way it seems to be working out this year if that makes sense well it does make sense and then there are other teams you know that you know like carolina's not quite on their bye yet um you know and so they'll most likely when the rangers in pittsburgh and possibly even Jersey get back, you know, there's a possibility that Carolina could have passed them all up. You know, I mean, it could be up, you know, I don't know how many games Jersey plays during this, you know, this period of time, but you know, there's a, there's, I mean, Carolina plays during this period of time, but there's, you know, there's a possibility that they could, you know, jump over all these people before they go into all the, into their buy. And then the other teams get a chance to jump back over them. So it'll be kind of interesting. Right. So you know, in the next couple of weeks here, you know, once again, don't, don't pay attention too much as to who's in what spot or not <laughs> in what spot because you know if, if you're not playing you're not going to get any points. It's just that's exactly. just pure and simple how it works. So yeah, I know quite a few Leaf fans were upset last night because the Leafs ended up blowing a two nothing lead in the game to Columbus and Columbus ended up coming back to win. And this was the only game that was on last night, so everybody was watching it. And um, Columbus came back to win overtime three to two. And we're like, I can't believe we blew a two nothing lead. And you have that one Leaf fan that's like, Yeah, but we got a point. So points are important. And you know, sometimes right. you get so involved in the game that you forget that you still get a point if it goes to a tie. And those points add up, as Toronto proved last year, with the uh, going to ties and everything. So. Well, um, I don't know. I was going to kind of bring this up more next week than, than this week because when more teams are playing, but it sounds like more teams are not going to be playing again next week. But, you know, it, the, other, the other way to look at that, too, is, you know, let's say, you know, Washington, Columbus, Jersey, um, the Rangers, and Pittsburgh, I mean, they're all really, really close. They're just like eight points in between the, the, those five teams in the Metropolitan Division. So, um if you play and you only get one point for a tie and Jersey gets two points for a win, you're losing another point. And that's another point you have to come over. So, you know, it, that's fine and dandy in the, in the first part of the season where you're just trying to get, you know, established position. But now it's to the point where, you know, it's not necessarily even that, you know, that, I mean, that one point is going to help you, but you know, you're not climbing. Like if you're Carolina right now, you, you in order to get into that top three spot, you've got to climb over Pittsburgh and over the Rangers and then over New Jersey to get to that spot. So you have to rely on those teams, you know, losing or tying and you winning in order to gain spots with them. So, yeah, granted, it's nice to get that one point, but eventually you've got to get to the point where, you know, you've got to pull out that overtime win. Right. Yep, which is very important. Um. Because I mean, there's, I there's Carolina six points behind Jersey for that third spot, and right. you know not that that's a huge deal, but it kind of is. And uh, you know, because then they're only seven points behind Columbus for having you know home ice in the first round of the playoffs. So you know, you want to climb over all these teams, you know, and it's 
all those little things, you know, like like you said, they they had a two to nothing lead. So, you know, not I mean, um, what you call it, Toronto did, you know. So they had a two to nothing lead. So you want you you expect to get those two points, and when you only get one out of it, it you know it gets kind of frustrating. Right, it does, and it, it's very frustrating from a fan's point of view too. That you know, because you're so close. I mean, you've put it into overtime. And you lose because it's sudden death over time. So you don't have a chance to play, you know, another full 15 minute period and score as many goals as you can in that, you know, in that period. But it's sudden death. It's the first one to get it in wins. And it's well, frustrating for fans. Unless you're Columbus, then you call it sudden victory. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, very, very true. So um, let's, because I know we try to save our NHL stuff to the uh, the end of the show, but I, I kind of want to go back to college because there were some amazing games this past weekend on the college side. For you, um, the Penn State women's ended up beating Ohio State this past weekend. So I thought that was a huge deal. Well, it gets down to you know it, it for a lot of for a lot of the the women's teams it's you don't really know who you got or or you know or, or how good your team actually is. Um, I mean, it's Ohio State. It you know has been you know one of the better teams this year, but you know they haven't really they haven't dominated to the point that you know them losing to Penn State was a, that huge of a deal. It was a bigger deal for Penn State to win, I guess. What I'm trying to say is, as it was for um, right. Ohio State to lose. No, yeah, and they split. They ended up splitting the series because um, Ohio State ended up winning Saturday night two nothing. And um, but I, it was just, I mean, it was a five one win on Friday night for the Nittany Lions, and it was just. I actually got to watch a little bit of the game. I caught the last, like, period of the game. And um, when I turned it on, it was, like, three to one. And the Nittany Lions ended up scoring two more third. And um, so just to see how excited they are, um, they were, and beating Ohio State, because Ohio State has been on fire this year. Um, for the most part. I mean, they're ranked seventh on the women's side. And, um, you know, to see how excited the girls of PSU were, it was, it was really cool to watch. Well, and the thing, too, is I, 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 I don't know if this is year two, I think it is now, for the Penn State women's team. So, I mean, they're just – I mean, they haven't got any – you know, they haven't got a whole – because they didn't start at the same time as the men's team did. Um, right. So they're just, they're just starting to come into their own now. So um, – the fact that they can, you know, beat a, one of the better teams. And, and you know what, there's no love loss between Penn State and Ohio State in the Big Ten either. So, you know, as far as put that, you know, you can put football, basketball, and, and whatever into that, you know, and then on the men's side in hockey as well too. So um, they, uh, th- that that's a big deal too. Any Anytime that Penn State can beat Ohio State or vice versa, it doesn't matter the sport, they're happy about it. Right. Yeah, like I said, I, I got to see a little bit of the game, so I was 
I was tickled pink because I knew that this was a, a new group that's playing college hockey on the women's side. And for them to basically quote unquote upset Ohio state on Friday night was pretty fun. You know, maybe not for Ohio state fans, but um, I thought it was now Wisconsin on the women's side. Didn't play this week. Um, it doesn't matter. They wouldn't have lost anyways. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, no, they wouldn't have. Um, but Boston College played New Hampshire. Um, they ended up sweeping the home home and home series, which is not, not a big surprise. Because, um, like I said, Boston College is ranked number two right now in the women's poll. Um, I think that was about it like big games on the uh, the women's side. Yeah, there wasn't, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. Um, uh, I mean, Minnesota beat St. Cloud State, which was interesting because it was, I, I that was a home and home. And so I believe so was the men's because the men's team also played St. Cloud State. So mm-hmm. they flip-flopped. So when, when the men's team was, on the road then the women's team was at home. So, um, which, which makes it interesting. So, I mean, you've always got, you've got fan base, both, both directions. So, but Minnesota beat St. Cloud state, um, on the women's side, in both games. So, but that's right. Uh, that's always interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We should talk about the St. Cloud state game this past weekend. It's really kind of funny because I watch, Saturday night game, and you ended up watching Sunday's game. Right. <laughs> so you got to see the Gophers win, and I got to see St. Cloud State win. Um, that was uh, I was pretty impressed with St. Cloud State. I could definitely see why they're ranked number two. Well, they have some outstanding prospects on that team. Um, uh, a, lot, a lot of really good players. Like I said, a couple for Buffalo. Um, they got a number one draft pick for Washington, I think it is, on that team. Um, you know, taking the first round, not number one overall, obviously, but I think he didn't go to Washington. Um, uh, so I mean, they've they've got they've got high end talent on there, but you know, they they're really well coached. Um, well, they have the the guy that just won the bronze medal and won the gold medal the year before. So, um, and they're they're a really deep team. Um, they can pl- they play four lines and they play six defensemen, so they're 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 fun and they can um, they can beat you in in, in you know many ways. So right. that's what uh, that's what's nice about um, about about the St. Cloud State team is that they're that good. Right. Yeah, because they put up a five spot on um, Eric Shearhorn. In goal, right. and I was amazed because I've seen Shearhan play before, and I have never felt so bad for a goalie before because he was getting just completely run over by the defense, literally and figuratively. Um, he took quite a beating in net as a goalie on Saturday night. Um, there were times he would come out of the crease to play. And there would be a defenseman right there knocking him off the puck. And it was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, 
but yeah, I got to see, you know, I got to see him win and um, I was truly amazed at exactly how good St. Cloud State is. And you had an interesting fact about them that they are one of the older teams in college right now. Right. Yeah, they have a lot. Of, <clears throat> a lot of teams like that. They have, a lot of them run that that cycle where they, you know, they run. But Saint Cloud State also has some some pretty talented freshman sophomores that are coming up too. But they do have older players. But a lot of their older players. I mean, every single player that plays on Saint Cloud State is played in junior somewhere, at least one year. Some of them two years. So they're coming. Most of their most most of their freshmen and sophomores. Are twenty twenty one, twenty two years old, you know. Whereas you look at a Boston University or Minnesota or you know um, teams like that, you know their freshmen are freshmen for the most part, and you know they're eighteen, nineteen year old kids, you know. So there and there's a big difference in in body development between a eighteen year old boy and a and a twenty one year old man. So right, that that takes its toll. It really does. It really does. Now, um, there are some interesting intermission topics that I felt that maybe we might want to touch on um, when I was watching the game the other night. And um, they were talking about which team do you think is the most disappointing college team so far this season? And Thurman um, well, <laughs> is the uh, the gentleman. That's his last name. Was the gentleman that was in between the feet. And interestingly enough, he said the Boston University Terriers are the most disappointing team. Well, I would think so. I mean, they have they have a lot of talent on that team. Um, and you know, they have. I still think they have like five or six first round draft picks on that team. And they're just not getting it. Um, they're not getting anything out of them. So um, they should be playing a lot better hockey than they're playing right now. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't get to watch them play. I don't get to see what they're doing or what's going on or what you know why they're not doing as well. I mean, they're not playing in a very competitive conference this year. So right. East, but ECAC is, seems to be a little bit better than than Hockey East, not top to bottom, but at least the top end. The ECAC seems to be better. Um, of course, the ECAC is really really bad on the bottom, so I mean they're kind of feeding off that on the top. But um, yeah, I would I would kind of I would kind of agree with that. Um, uh, the other team I would probably say would be Minnesota Duluth. I, I kind of expected more out of them. They have a really, really talented freshman class. Um, but I think a lot of them, once they got announced that they were going to play for juniors, um, kind of um, – because they had five players on their team play for juniors from Minnesota Duluth. So they uh, – you know, maybe they were looking forward to that or maybe it's the fact that they were just that young and they're, you know, it, it, they're kind of still adjusting to the speed. So, you know, we're, we're halfway through that season too. So we'll we'll see what happens with them. Um, and, and you know the other thing is I can't really knock them down too far because they're playing in a re- extremely competitive um, conference. You know, it's you don't get any days off when you play in the NCHC. You know, every weekend you play, you're playing against a team that's you know 
either top 20 rated or top five rated or, you know, or sitting on the outside looking in, you know, there are, there are no give me's, give me's in the NCH. That's for sure. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I was, I was surprised that they said Boston university as well, but I went and looked and you're right. I kind of have to agree with them because they aren't doing well. They have a lot of potential talent. You know, they have guys that are already drafted to the NHL level. So you would expect, you know, them to do a lot better than they have been. Um, I'm thinking maybe when Chris calls in, he might be able to shed in a little light on Boston university. Um, and cause he does follow hockey East. So, um, but for me, I kind of have to say that disappointing team for me would have to be Penn State because they made the Frozen Four last year and now they're ranked 13th so far this year. And, you know, you would kind of expect them, they didn't really have a huge turnover of talent, so you kind of expect them to be a little bit more consistent. Um but like you said, we're only halfway through. Right, and well, and their schedule's a little tougher this year than it was last year too. So they're not getting those kinds of easy wins that they got last year. Um, right. So you know, it, poll-wise, they're not doing as well. You know, I, I, I've seen them play a couple of times, and they're you know they still look really good. Um, they actually look better than they did last year. They're just not necessarily win you know finishing games or winning games because they're playing against you know, better teams for the most part than they did last year. So that's why they're, that's why they've kind of dropped a little bit. Um, I'll be curious to see how they do now. It's more conference play, you know, um, because, you know, you can, you can, if you lose to, um, I I forget who they played this week, less last week, and I think it was Wisconsin. I don't know, but pretty much now when in conference play in the, in the big 10, there's seven teams in the big 10 and, five of the seven teams are rated in the top like 15 or 16 or something like that. every week you're going to play against somebody. Even if you lose or you split, you know, if, if you lose to a team that's, you know, that's not rated or 30th or 40th in the country or whatever, you know, if you lose to them and you're, you know, you're, you're going to pummel in the polls and in the prayer wise. But if you lose, if you're rated 15th and you lose to them, to somebody who's rated 12th, you know, that you're really not going to slip all that far because, well, you, you, you lost to a good team. So, and right. I, I think that'll help, that will help Penn State down the long run. Um, but it's going to be a squeaker to see who gets in. Yes, definitely is going to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I see your point on that about how um, about you know how Penn State still has a ways to go. Um, but you're right, they do look better. From what I've caught of the men's side this year, they do look a lot better than they did last year. And nobody expected them to go to the Frozen Four, that was for sure. No, I, I certainly didn't either. I, I I was surprised they actually even made it into the tournament myself. But um, the, the the other thing, we were talking earlier about St. Cloud State and, and Minnesota, and then I brought up kind of Duluth as my disappointment team. And to get back to that a little bit, um, you know, Minnesota actually went from 10th to 9th, even though they got kind of blown out Friday night, but then they won two to nothing on, on, 
I mean, not on Friday night, but on Saturday night. And then, they, but they won two to nothing on Sunday. And you know, you're going against the number one rated team. If you split, I mean, that's good. That moves you up. The interesting thing there too is if you look at um, strength of schedule, which team has this, the has you know basically had the worst schedule. Um, it's been Minnesota, and um, then if you look two through seven, it's all NCHC teams. And poor Miami. Miami, I think, is up to near um, 20th in the polls, but they have the second worst, um, you know, or best or whatever you best want to put it. Right. Yep. You're exactly right there. Yep. So, I mean, there's a lot of that comes into play, too, as far as, you know, it's who you're playing against and, you know, how well you do, you know, a, a split against a really good team is sometimes better than you know, a sweep against a bad team as far as you know, poll ratings go. Um, but then again, you know, at the end of the year, they don't go by poll ratings. They go by <laughs> pairwise rankings and, you know, the, the numbers and the stats and the people behind the, the big curtain that decide who gets to play and who doesn't get to play. So. All right. Yep. Um, you're right. You've got to look at all the aspects of the college um, side and what's going on with that. Um, you know, and I, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. Another thing to look at, too, is remember there's 16 teams that make it in, and there's six conference winners that are definitely going to get in. Now, of the top um, 16 teams, there isn't a single – there's no teams from um, the Atlantic – that are in the top 16 and I don't see any of them getting in there. I mean, air force was in there last year, but I don't see any of them getting in to that top 16. So that's one spot for sure. That's not going to make it, you know, so now you're down to, you have to be in the top 15, you know, and, and then you look at, okay, you know, WCHA, you've got Minnesota state Mankato. They're going to, they're going to be in the tournament most likely because they're, I think eighth or ninth in the country, right? Eighth, I think in the country right now, um, so unless they fall off the map, they're going to be in. But if they don't win their conference tournament, well, then there's another spot. Right. So, you know, you you, you kind of got to get, you know, these teams that are sitting around 13, 14, 15, you know, or even 12, you know, they're kind of in, in danger or in limbo. So, I mean, now's the time when, when all these games really start to matter because you have to um, – not only do you have to win and, and want to win, and so you get you know better seeds and you know well basically because you want to win. That, that kind of goes without saying, but <laughs> anyway, um, you also want to be able to position yourself a little bit better. So if one of the, you know if somebody that wins wins a conference tournament that's not supposed to win a conference tournament gets in, then suddenly then you know there's a spot that's now you know, taken away. So you want to be high enough up so that you still can get into that 16. Right. Yep. It's that line that I like to watch now that we're in the mm-hmm. second half of the season. Cause if you go, I think I kind of explained this last week. If you go to the pairwise and you, um, you look, they have listed, you know, in, in ranking order. And then there's a, under 16 
and you just kind of watch those teams around that line and you can watch them each week depending on who they play you can watch them bounce around and um, it's really fascinating to watch at least in my opinion Well, and like I like to say, too, I mean, they have that line at 16 because that's how many get in. But you have to look at the fact that you know, there are going to be teams that are below that line that get in by winning their conference tournament. So you know, right. I always like to put that line up about three or four spots more if I'm going to feel safe about my team getting in. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So, um I know we are kind of pinging off of the intermission questions here, but I just thought they were really fascinating. Um, they they had asked also which team has surprised you the most here in college hockey. Now, your um, answer was the Yellow Jackets. You're breaking up a little bit there, Jimmy. I can't quite couldn't couldn't quite get to uh, what you were talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Not really. <laughs> well, All right. I'll ramble on about something different. Um, so uh, one of the things they were talking about here, and, you know, high school hockey is a big thing here in, in, in Minnesota. It, it, they, had a, um, they had a tournament in Edina at Bramer Arena, and they had um, um, Eden Prairie, in, which is another big high school hockey team. And then um, uh, they had um, – Elk River, which has, I think, like three or four players that play in in the NHL. And then they had Grand Rapids from up northern Minnesota that won the state tournament last year, and they had those four teams in. And they um, their attendance was way down. So and so what, they, what they're deciding to do now is they're going to um, enforce more. They have a rule there at, at Bramer Arena that if you want to live stream the game, um, you have to pay a hundred dollars, which I think is pretty funny. So you know, it's, it's high school hockey. I mean, come on. But I, it was, it's still. I, and now there's a part of me that's really upset that I didn't know that they were live streaming it because I would have watched it. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, that's. Uh, it, I, I I don't know that they're you know going to make a whole lot. Of, there's that that many that are going to live stream, but you know it is Edina and and that's what they do, I guess. Um, that's but, really uh, cool. Yeah. It's kind of funny that they're they're going to make them pay for you know to live stream high school hockey games, but you know right. it, it, they're, they're saying that you know attendance is down because people are watching on their computers instead of going to the rink. Well, you know they didn't also take into account the fact that it was like twenty two below and nobody wanted to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I I just had that weather, so I not nearly that cold, but cold enough for us out here. That um, yeah, you don't really feel like going anywhere. So oh. I'm hoping everybody can hear me better now. I think I can. That's good. I apologize. For, we've had really bad winds, and our Internet has been screwy all weekend long. So I'm assuming this is probably still part of the problem. So I apologize for breaking up during the show. Well, you're kind of in rural Maryland there, so I mean, maybe you need another gerbil for the little cage. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. You never know. But, yeah, that, that's really interesting that they're going to start charging. 
for yeah, well, Bramer's a, life. Yeah, Bramer's a Bramer's a big rink. It, it's you know it's a historic rink here in the, in, in Minnesota. It's, it's where they the, the beauty league at, um, and you know for the NHLers during the off season. So, um, but I, I I thought it was funny. I you know how many people are, how much money is they really going to make off of this? You know, in I don't know. Edina is one of the richer suburbs of um, Minneapolis, St. Paul. So I, you know, and some some of us go with Edina meeting every day. I need attention, but um, and I think maybe that's what this is all about. Um, but right. you know, I could be wrong there too. <laughs> right. Now, like said. Um, yeah. So I, I, I feel a, another one of the college games that I found to be or series that I found to be kind of interesting was Nebraska Omaha going up to North Dakota. And then oh, yeah. um, I thought North Dakota maybe was a little too overconfident because, you know, if you look at the, look at that game, um, North Dakota scored first and, you know, they, and they just kind of, I don't know if they went into coast mode or what happened, but then um, Omaha scored and then they got two power play goals in the second. And then they, uh, and then they scored again in the third, and they beat them four to one. And that was basically, you know, four unanswered goals. Wow! Um, until until Saturday, when North Dakota woke up and beat them seven to nothing. Right. <laughs> so yeah, they answered say, those. The they answered the four unanswered ones pretty quickly. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes you just need to do that. Well, you know, we've talked often on this show about how. Um, because they do play back-to-back, how sometimes you can get, you know, a big win in the first game against a higher-ranked team and end up, <clears throat> excuse me, and then end up um, coming back and finding yourself on the opposite end of the blowout. So. Oh, exactly. Well, and you, you can look at, well, and granted the uh... – the St. Cloud State Minnesota game. I mean, that's another example of where one team dominated one game and one team dominated the other. But that, I mean, that was a home and home. So that both teams won at home there. But uh, um, you see that so often, though. Um, and that's why that's what I, I like about the the um, the more Western teams, the ones that are more spread out than I guess I guess the Eastern teams, because these teams are so close that you know you can play. You know, Harvard can play Boston and and then you know play Boston College the next day, and you know because they're all they all they're all within you know the forty minute bus trip or whatever. But you know, but out you know out, out west you you've got for the most part you've got to go play two games there. You know, I mean, you look at a map and look at where East Grand Forks is and look at where Omaha is. That's that's not close, you know. Or look at where. You know, Denver is, and look at where Duluth is. You know, I mean, they're not gonna. Once you make that trip, you're playing both games. <laughs> you're not going right. anywhere else. Exactly. One of the college no, you... teams that. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say one of the college teams that nobody's really talking about, but they definitely should be, is Notre Dame. They uh, did get in this past 
Well, and and the the thing is, is you know, for for those of you that aren't following it too much, in in that um, uh, Notre Dame is is new to the Big Ten this year, and they didn't know how it was going to go um, for them moving from Hockey East to to the Big Ten Conference, and um, you know, Notre Dame plays a lot of um, the Big Ten Conference teams, anyways. You know, they typically play the Gophers every year. And they typically play Michigan, Michigan State every year, and sometimes they play Ohio State, anyways. You know, for their non-conference games because they like to play against. They like to pad their non-conference games because the, you know, it, it makes up for when you have to play the, you know, the, the lesser conference teams. You know, in your own conference when you're trying to sneak your way into it, um, a, a playoff spot. You know, or, or a NCAA bid. You know, kind of um, pad your RPI or your pair life. Um, but uh, yeah, they've they've yet to lose a conference game in the Big Ten. Yep, which is amazing, especially for their first official year in the Big Ten. Correct. Like I don't think anybody ever saw this coming. Figured they would do well, but I didn't figure they would do this well. Um, they are just they're a fun team to watch too, and it's really cool because. Um, NBCSN tends to carry their games on Friday night, so mm-hmm. it's easier it's easier to access them <laughs> because it is Notre Dame. But um, it's it's really fun because you get to see these opponents that you may not ever think about seeing before. And they're well, currently right. ranked first in the country. Yeah, well, they are. It's because they they've rattled off. I don't know. They haven't lost since like uh, before Halloween. So. Right. <laughs> they're they're on a pretty good run right now. So, and they're playing, you know, they're playing ranked teams. While well, they didn't last week, they played Michigan, which is you know, a traditional powerhouse. But they haven't been in the last few, you know, three, four, five years. But, um, but they're Michigan will come back. I have no, I have no doubt about that. But, um, but they've been playing, you know, they've been playing ranked teams in, you know. Homer or on the road, it doesn't seem to matter, you know. And they've been beating them, and uh, they have they have a lot of really talented players on that team, and um, a lot of you know more veteran players on that on that team, and you know, and but they they play a kind of style that um, I noticed it when they played against the Gophers when I got to watch both games. Um, they played more of the style of not trying to turn the puck over as opposed to trying to make something happen. They play more of a defensive right. style and they they play more of a defend and react. Right, which makes sense. Um you had alluded to Notre Dame is on its fifteenth game win streak, a fifteen game win streak. And they are a perfect eleven and O in the Big Ten. Which is pretty amazing. The- <laughs> right. This upcoming weekend they play Wisconsin. So this should be fun. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's home or away or what have you, but um yeah, they're 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 really hard to beat right now cuz they're defensively very very like I said very very strong. So these high-powered offenses that want to come in and and beat them and you know, good luck with that. So plus I don't know if um I think the coach for was, I believe it's the coach for Granado for Wisconsin. Is it? I think he's um, 
leaving here now shortly to become the, because he's the uh, Olympics head coach, I believe. So that might set Wisconsin back a little further. Yeah, it just might. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see them play this upcoming weekend. Well, Wisconsin's another one of those teams that Notre Dame plays a lot. You know, they, if they don't play them every year, they play them every other year, just because you know, the proximity. You know, I mean, they're gonna they they want to play their they want to play their non conference games as close as they can. So now that you know, now that they're in conference, you know, it's they're they're used to making that trip. You know, they've been to the Cole Center before. You know, they're not it's not it's not as frightening as it is for other teams to go in there. You know. Because they play, they played so much non-conference in there, you know. It's not like they're, you know, and they've been to Mariucci and you know, and they've been to Yost, you know. I mean, so they, you know, they they know what it's like to go into these other buildings. That now they're part of the country. It's not. It's almost like they were in the conference before. They just weren't in the conference before. Right. If that makes any sense. It does. It does. So um, we have a phone call. I'm going to go ahead and take this person. Hi, you're on the air with Kim and Jimmy. Who's this? Hey, you two. Guess who it is? Hey, Lou. How are you? All right. Well, I got through. Oh, we're, we're glad you called. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I got some extra time tonight. I don't have to be on until about midnight, so I got some extra time. That's well, good, good to know. Yeah. So you're on a bye week, too. <laughs> mm, more or less, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but some teams are on a real bye week, uh, you know, with the uh, five uh, the five games days off. Right. Although it seems kind of strange that you're um, taking what this is the, the, you know, why not take it during the the uh, the Olympic um, during the Olympics instead of now? Why not take it, you know, during when you have the um, Olympics going on? Because NHL players aren't playing in the Olympics. Uh, so they're going to do it while... Yeah, I guess it makes sense, you know. <laughs> because I just, thought, I just thought, you know... No, it, it, I mean, it cause, doesn't no, Because the All-Star break is coming it, up, too. So why not take why, it after the All-Star break? Yeah, well, I mean, why couldn't they take it during the Olympic break and give everybody the time off during the Olympics and let the players play in the Olympics? You're going to give everybody a week off when to let them have it during the Olympics. Yeah. Or or when I, um after the or like after the All Star break because that's uh, the 28th, right? Mm, yes. Yeah, I think it'd be wise to do it, uh, you know, later than than uh, now. You know, you already got you already got time off in January. You need more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the bye week is it's mandatory now, I believe through the yeah, uh, players association, so Yeah, I, I get that, but you know, I just think it was, you know, the timing um, you know, is off. Oh, I well, got a couple they kinda, of, uh, notes for you. They kinda are doing it right around the midway point of the season for all the teams this year. Yeah. Last year they kinda just kinda moved it around and it was like because they didn't really know what they were doing with it. Right. So there's like three or four teams had it this week or this time period and then three more here. And 
now it just seems like about half the league is is on bye right now for a week, and then yeah. um, you know five days or what have you, and then as soon as they get back, then the other the other half of the league is going to go. So I get um, it. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a you know a time for the players to rest, get away from the game, and um, you know heal these nagging injuries that everybody seems to have right now. So yeah. Uh, what that, seems to be rolling? I think I don't know. Yeah, what seems to be rolling the Blackhawks this year, though? I I didn't hear your question. Would you say, Lou? What seems to be rolling the Blackhawks? Oh well, it's uh, it's kind of hard without your uh, your starting goaltender. Um, mm, Corey yes. Crawford's been on IR, so True. you know it. it <laughs> Sorry to say, as um, yeah, as Cause, the starting um, goaltender goes, so it's, it's the team. Right, because they're waving. They wave their defensemen. Yeah. Well, uh, they waved him because he's making like seven million dollars a year, and he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna get the kind of money, you better do, you better do some damage, and you know, I just can't, I just can't picture though that Chicago is doing so poorly this year. Well, and the the thing is though is at that at that salary, um, nobody's going to pick him up because nobody has mm. that kind of cap space to be able to pick him up. So they'll be able to pick him back up off of waivers, and then be able to force him to sign a, a a lower contract, and then they'll be able to go after players at the trade deadline, and then watch out for Chicago then. Uh, yeah. yeah, Chicago uh, has I a way of too making... too late. I don't know. They're not too far out. They're one point out of. The wild card spot, right? Oh. Which more yeah. I can say for the Coyotes, little boy, that team was horrible. Nah, they're still young. Yeah. Twenty six points they... in the in the league right now. Come on, that's that's pathetic. Yeah, but they're still young, and they're going to get some good draft picks coming up here shortly. And um, in our lifetime, yeah, I mean. You got to be really bad to get really good. You know how that works. Yeah, but a good draft pick doesn't guarantee you success. It they doesn't. Actually have to a point. Lot, they actually have a lot of talent on that team. Um, it's just you, you haven't seen it yet. They have right. a lot of. Uh, no, I haven't. No, well, and you won't. You... you won't see it because they they don't plan on winning. Obviously right. not. Uh, I think they might be on the. I think they might be on the move to the um, expansion if this goes through, because um, NHL is still looking to uh, make Seattle uh, an expansion team. Well, the, the expansion is going to happen. Seattle is going to get a team. Um, it's just whether or not Arizona stays in in Phoenix, uh, or whether or not they go to Kansas City, or whether or not Arizona goes to Kansas goes to Seattle, and the expansion team happens in Kansas City, but. But her Houston is on the is on the block too. Who? Houston. Houston. Yeah, they won't put a team in Houston. So Houston, we have a problem. Okay. <laughs> yes, Houston, we have a problem. Again. Yeah. Uh, well, they never had a team in the uh, NHL, if I'm not mistaken. They had one in the WHA, but never in the NHL. No, they didn't. They had a um, 
the Wild had an AHL team down there, the Houston Arrows, and that team right. couldn't draw for nothing. Oh, and yeah, they don't. The they would have to. They would have to build a new facility down there, and um, in order for the NHL to go there, and I, I don't see that happening. My base is available. Die, die. All right, skip that. Yeah, I was gonna say Arizona's gonna surprise. I think Arizona's gonna be a surprise here within the next couple of years. Um, I really do like their um, their young guy Clayton Keller. He's really good. And he's he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, he's still kind of quote unquote raw for NHL standards, but he's got the potential to be really, really good. Um when of you course, say it's, raw, uh, uh, just how do you mean by that? Like his, his skills aren't one hundred percent honed in yet, at uh-huh. least in my opinion. Um but he's definitely got the potential and he does show it in some games that he could potentially be a very dangerous player. Um, you know, I think uh, yeah. he he's at good, one, but he needs work. Right. I mean, and it, it's really hard to tell because Arizona right now is not playing very good hockey as a team. So it's really mm. hard to tell if, you know, if he's really good or if he's just really good on a bad team. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that before. You know, a good player, but on a bad team. I, I've heard that. I've heard that happen. Mhm. Well, and the, and the other thing too is, you know, I mean, how much better would he be if he was playing with better line, you know, better better players on the ice at the same time as him? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you can only do so much on your own. You know. Right. Right. You know, you know, you you need somebody to pass the puck to, or somebody to pass the puck to you. And if you don't have that, which they don't really have right now on that, on the NHL club. Um, yeah. And they're, they're, like I said, they're in no hurry to bring these kids up. They're going to let them play and they're going to let a lot of them are playing in, you know, in, in juniors or in college and, you know, they're, they've drafted them and there's, there's a lot of talent in that organization, which is not on the NHL level yet. And I think they're just waiting for another year. And yeah. it, it it would be stupid for them to come up and try to make a really good run because this is a really good draft class coming up this year. Uh, yeah, well, I'll just so hopefully you, they, you know, that, they can turn it around. Because, that, you know, watching them the last the few years has been The awesome. defenseman that played for the Swedish juniors team, I forget his name now, but he's expected to go um, probably, you know, top, top one, top three um, overall. And he's... He's a uh, generational style um, defenseman, and that's what everybody wants is him. Speaking of Sweden, um, I don't know if you heard this story about what happened at the World Junior Championships. That um, the Anderson throwing his medal into the crowd. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. I get. I forgot it was so losers, but this takes the cake. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, really, it's frustrating. Yeah, I understand that, especially at someone at that age. Yeah, I mean, but you know, if I got if I got a medal for, you know, in the in the tournament coming in second, yeah, I, you know, okay, like okay, yeah, we lost the goal, but hey, we still managed to beat everybody else except one team. We came this far, we did it, and we should be proud of it. And like, this is what this is what you're right, yeah, dirty, no good. I mean, really. Well. You want to hear the ironic thing, Lou? Please do. I think I know. <laughs> he, 
He was selected seventh overall last year by the Rangers. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I read the article. <laughs> that I was that's on the late what show. me up. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you, were, you were saving that just for me, weren't you, Kim? I were, because I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if you didn't mention Sweden, I would have. I never would have. But uh, since you did, like you know, Sweden. Hmm. I know a story about somebody in Sweden who tossed a medal. Hmm. <laughs> and someday Leo will be calling into the show saying, "Lias Anderson is my favorite New York Ranger player," and I'll get to say, "Hey, remember when he threw his medal in the crowd?" <laughs> what do you want? A medal? <laughs> exactly. Now he did joke after the game, though, that. Um, that the fan that caught it wanted it more than him. So I just thought it was yeah. pretty funny. Even we threw, what if it what if it landed right at him? Like, forget it. You're gonna bomb me with it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Right. Take your stinking metal. Yeah. I mean, really. Well, and you know, for him, um, Anderson actually played in the under 18 World Championship and right. lost to Finland in 2016. So I'm sure it was just a lot of frustration. It's a very emotional game. I don't care what people tell you. Of course. Hockey players are human beings, and they get mad. They get upset, and things happen. Um, you know, it, it was unfortunate that it was caught on live TV, but um, at the same I point. I didn't see a lot, but I heard about it. I'm like, whoa. Right. You know, you uh, – you just kind of have to feel bad for them because they did play their hearts out. And, you know, that was just a frustration move, move from a young child or a young kid that, you know, he'll remember this for the rest of his life and probably not make the same mistake. Yeah. Now I, it, it's, you know, people talk about that, but I mean, how many people were mad when Henrik Lundqvist lost his temper and knocked the net off oh, the line? Oh Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same thing. It's frustration as a hockey player. Yeah, but Lundqvist is more experienced, so he should know better. I think it's just Swedish tempers, but that's just me. No, I'm kidding. Must be I'm the kidding. Swiss cheese. I, 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 love, I love watching the Swedes play. I um, Some of my favorite NHL players are from Sweden, and um, it's, like I said, yeah. it was just an emotional moment. And you've seen it in the NHL. I mean, how many players have you seen – Miss a shot that's on a scoring slump, break their stick when they count. get to the bench. Exactly. I yeah, I mean, I see exactly. it happen time and time again. Well, at the end that's of the not... day, too, he's a 19, he's a 19-year-old kid that, you know, he right. just got frustrated and, you know, and he they'd just beaten the U.S. team, which, the, you know, a lot of people thought that was a 50-50 game, and they figured that whoever would mm. win that game was going to win the gold, and he was probably just so amped up that he was going to win that. And then to lose it to Canada um, was, you know, probably just really extremely frustrating. To oh, him. Canada! Like, you know what? I don't, I don't even want this medal, you know. And so, but you know, yeah. he'll he'll move on from it, you know, and and I'm sure and, and all of that. So, well, but the U.S. Yeah. did beat Russia though too. Yes, they did. And what do you think my words posted up were? What was that? Oh, that's right. You're you're young. You don't remember. <laughs> I posted. I posted up there when it happened. I said, "Do you believe in miracles?" Yes. 
<laughs> ah. <laughs> yes, I, I am it. too young. I'm sorry. I have to do it. <laughs> I have seen yeah, the movie well, Miracle. You, some of you get it, some of you don't. The ones that are over 35 get it. The ones under 35, nah. Yeah, well, I remember, Lou, I'm from Minnesota. I get it because half that team was, or three-quarters of that team was from Minnesota, including the Colts. Keep in mind, I was only nine. Yeah, I was a little older. Um, <laughs> um, any, anyway, though, I mean, that's that's that was the Olympics, and that, this is juniors, and there's a big difference between the two. So I know, um, but, but I know, whenever like, I think, you know, Russia, like U.S., the, you know. I do like the reference. Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, Russia, U.S., you know, that's that's the first thing that comes to my mind. So, Kimmy, you and I were talking earlier about how points matter and, right. and how hard it is to jump teams. Well, right now, mm-hmm. if you look at um, in the in the Western Conference at the wild card standings, Colorado currently has the second spot at 47 points. And the Wilder right. at 47, Anaheim's at 47, Chicago's at 46, and Calgary is at 46. So right now, Calgary is beating Minnesota two to nothing. So if they were, if they, if this holds on, they will jump from being five spots out of the wild card to being the number two mm. wild card spot. That's how important oh, wow. two points. Are. And yeah. that's how many teams are jumping over each person. So what I was telling you that, you know, a tie doesn't do you as much good as a win. Now you know why, because a tie. Would not put them. A tie would not put them in that second wild card spot, but a win does. Well, right. you know the old saying. You don't think it's saying about that, right? What's that? A tie is like kissing your sister. Well, there is no ties in hockey. You get you get one right. person gets one team gets two points, and the other you gets get one. Yeah. Well, the way you right. the way you put it, you know, you, you know, it's like a tie. It, it, yeah, it's, it's called it's called an overtime loss or a shootout now. Right. right, but, but referring but back to two, the old way, still two points if you get the two points. So there's a big difference between two points right. and one point because that would just put them, you know, tied with you know four other teams. But two sure. points puts them in securely in that second wild card spot. So I right. mean that's right. And like like we were talking about earlier, Kimmy, um, that's that's a that's a big that's a big difference. So it's it's that time of year now where I mean they can leapfrog four five teams four teams. And right. You're not going to have many, but you know you're not going to have many. It, that's hard to do, you know, when you're when you're chasing. So, yes, it is. Plus, yeah. uh, well, actually, that that puts them in. Well, that puts them in a in. It puts them same amount of points as San Jose, but San Jose has um, games in hand, so they would be ahead. Right. Um, yeah. As far is. as that third spot in the Pacific, so which gives them a little gives them more, you know, insurance as far as the fact that they they might get into the playoffs. So Right. Just, just one of those the playoffs. Little things. Playoffs? Yep. Well, Lou, we're going to go ahead and let you go for tonight and um right. we hope to talk to you next week. We're going to go ahead and I wanted to go back time to college this. here real quick. So, um yeah, time But it was well. great. Oh. One more note: um, the the uh, Detroit goaltender Jimmy Howard was out uh, for a few days with a lower body injury, and he's going to be out um, for uh, for a few games. Oh wow, but, that's not good. Well, but don't forget, Detroit now is in their going to their rest period, so it will get time to recover. Yeah, that's that's see, that's where the bye week comes in handy. So 
Yes. Okay, All right. Well, you have a great hello. week. Hi. My says hello. <laughs> well, hi, back. Hi, tell her all, all about right. you. Aw. Right. Well, thanks, Lou. Have all a great week. Bye bye. All right. I uh, I wanted to. I noticed we're like 45 minutes left here, and there are a couple college questions, Jimmy, that I wanted to get to tonight. Um, you know, we can. The NHL questions can kind of, I feel more comfortable leaving those on the docket for next week if we run out of time. But um, college-wise, Erin wanted to know, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, she wanted to know, except for St. Cloud State, who else is a huge surprise going into the second half of the season? Now, I know we kind of touched on that with Notre Dame um, and St. Cloud State, of course. But um, the other team that I think is probably a big surprise here is Minnesota State University. Because I was just looking, and they're ranked number six. Are, are they up to six already? Okay. They yeah. are up We're, to six. I talked about, them, yeah, I talked about them a little bit, you know, and, and, and the fact that they're probably a shoe-in now unless they, um, you know, completely fall apart or whatever. But, um, yeah, that that's – that's a team that has a, has had some um, really good um, uh, regular season success in the past, but never really done much in the tournament. So it'd be nice to see them continue on. Um, Mankato's, you know, probably uh, Mankato's about the same distance away from the Minneapolis-St. Paul metropolitan area as St. Cloud is. So, um, I mean, that's another really good rivalry with, with the Gophers and a really good rivalry with um, St. Cloud State. So um, that's a, that's another team that um fairly veteran-laden. Um, they, they play in just an absolutely gorgeous arena down there, and I don't know how they got that thing built, but <laughs> they, it's – it's really nice, um, the, the Civic Center down there in Mankato. And uh, it, I I don't know that I'm necessarily surprised um, because the, they have the, – once again, they're, they're playing with a lot of um, a lot of juniors, a lot of 20, 22-year-old freshmen um, and, um, you know, freshmen, sophomores or whatever. And then they're – so their seniors are 23, 24. And – you know they will bring out, um, you know, and a, a, a couple, three, four NHL quality, you know, p- players. You know, just about every, you know, every time they run through this. Um, so they're at that point now where they're they're peaking, and uh, it, it would be fun to watch them play. You know, it. Right. I, I would I would absolutely love it if Mankato State, or Minnesota State, Mankato you know, made a deep run into the NCAA tournament. You know, I would probably like that more, either them or St. Cloud State, you know, being a, a Gopher fan, you know, but I grew up a Bulldog fan. So, uh, but, you know, I would love to see, you know, the uh, Minnesota State Mavericks or the or the St. Cloud State Huskies make a make a huge run because, you know, it, it, you watch them play, you know, and, and you see them on a regular basis and it's like, you know, when is it going to be their time? And right. I mean, maybe this is their time. 
Yeah. Because, you know, I'm sitting here, and that's a great question that Aaron had asked us, because I'm sitting here looking at the latest um, men's Division One poll and rankings. And this came out yesterday. And University of Notre Dame at number one, right? St. Cloud State at number two. Nobody ever expected those two to be one and two. I mean, you're thinking Denver is going to be one, and probably the Gophers or the Bulldogs will be number two, if not the University of North Dakota. But then you look at number three, and there's Clarkson, who is also 16. They're 16-3 and one. Um, that's their record this year. Number four is Cornell University. And then number five, you finally go to the University of Denver. And then six, you have Minnesota State University. And then seven, Ohio State. Number eight is the University of North Dakota. And then number nine is Northeastern. And number 10 is Providence. And then 11, you get to the Gophers. Um, 12 is Western Michigan. 13 is Penn State. And then number 14 is Bowling Green State. And then you have Duluth the Bulldogs at 15. So, I mean, it, to me, these rankings here state, oh my gosh, the top three teams, actually the top four teams for me would be all surprises because I wouldn't expect Austin to be in the top three. I wouldn't expect Cornell to be in the top four. Right. Are, are you looking at the, um, I'm looking at rankings? the USCHO. Okay. Cause I, I got different yeah. rankings for those. Oh, this, this, hmm. Okay, yeah, this is on the uh, USCHO website, and this is the rankings for the uh, Division One. Yeah. Oh, because it, it has um, NODAC, it, it has um, Minnesota State at 8, Ohio State at 6, North Dakota huh. at 7, Minnesota at 9. But I don't know. Anyway, they're all they're all kind of in that same area. Oh, you're looking matter. at the pairwise, aren't you? Oh uh, no. Oh okay, <laughs> that's weird. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking at the USA Today US Ho- USA Hockey Magazine Men's College Hockey Poll okay. from January eighth. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. You're 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 looking at the USA Today one. That then that's fine. And that's that's different than the one um, the college hockey oh. online one. That, which is oh, fine well. in that period, and that, but they're all kind of all, all around yeah, the same thing. Yeah, they're kind of all close to there, I would assume. Right. So, but no, oh. uh, Minnesota State is really is really playing well. Um, getting back to that theme, um, uh, in it, Clarkson and Cornell are in the ECAC. Right. And the fact that people are actually giving them first place votes means that people live in Clarkson, in the area of Clarkson or Cornell. Right. Well, yeah, their their records are really cool. Sixteen three and one, and thirteen two and one, or two and zero. Oh. But uh, who did you beat? You know, I mean, right. Saint Cloud State. St. Cloud State, you know, played, you know, just played Minnesota this last weekend. They play, um, they'll play another, you know, an NCHC team. You know, if you look at look at the strength of schedule, you know, Clarkson's strength of schedule is like 23rd in the country and Cornell's is like 15th or something like that. 
you know, play somebody, you know, beat somebody, you know, they, they play each other in February. I think it's the eighth, um, or right around that time frame, you know, and then one of them will be proved to be, a, they'll, they'll probably split just, they'll probably agree to split or something just so they can both stay high in the rankings. But, um, they're, they, they haven't played anybody. All right. And speaking of St. Cloud State, this weekend they play Western Michigan, so that should be a really good game, I would think. Yeah, that's a top 15 team. Yeah, that's at Herb Brooks Arena, too. Yeah, I think Clarkson plays like Yale, and I think Cornell plays like Dartmouth, something like that. So. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, truthfully, I understand where you're coming from, because for a while there, Harvard was ranked number two, and they played like no games. So I can see where you're coming from. But I just, you know, I never expected to see them up that high um, ever, at least this year. Um, but, yeah, that looks like that's one of the bigger matchups this upcoming week is St. Cloud State and Western Michigan. Um, Providence and Boston College play. That's 11 versus a 16. And... Um, Ohio State and Penn State play on the men's side this weekend. Um, That'll be fun. In, yeah, at Pagella Ice Arena um, in College Station, PA. So that should be a good game. But other than that, it doesn't look like there's too many other ranked teams playing ranked teams. Minnesota State hockey, plays. They're playing in Hockey Valley. Yes. Not Happy Valley. But, yeah, because Duluth plays Colorado College and Minnesota State plays Alaska in Alaska. Which is never easy. No. <laughs> Especially no. this time of year. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt at all. But, yeah, that, that looks about like the most uh, like ranked mashups, ranked teams versus ranked teams. I mean, there's some other good rank-ups or rank – there are some other good matchups this weekend too. Not saying that any of them aren't, but um, yeah, it looks like there's no big like number one versus number two yet. So no, nope, and no. that probably won't happen because the top teams are all in well, except for two and five, they're all in different conferences. So well, right. I mean, three, four are, but you know, like I said, that won't happen until February. So, uh, so they had the first Ice Vegas tournament. Out there in Las Vegas. Yes, they did. How cool was that? That was very, very cool. Um, and surprisingly enough, Arizona State won, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. That program is coming. They'll get there. Yep. Yeah. I get excited when, you know, small, I like to call them smaller market college teams, probably not the best. Um, the best way to refer to them, but they're you know they're not your your top dogs in the college side. Um, and this was Arizona State's. They like Jimmy said it was the first time. Um, it's they won the first ever tournament championship at Ice Vegas International. Well, not to mention their first ever tournament in the in the exactly. history of that program. Yes. I, I can see that program doing pretty well um, for a couple of reasons. One, um, from um, people wanting to go to it, because a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of snowbirds that, you know, live down there. 
you know, during hockey season. So they're, they're going to draw pretty well, I would think, you know, I think it's, yeah, a lot of us like the college game more than we like the pro game. So, you know, they're going to, as they start to get a little bit better, um, more and more people are going to flock to that arena, I would think. And, and two, uh, it isn't um, like Lemieux's kid going down there? Yeah, Austin Lemieux has decided that he's going to Arizona State. So kids are going, I can play hockey down in Arizona where it's warm in the wintertime. <laughs> hmm. And it's a really, yep. really good, you know, Pac-12 university, you know, highly respected as far as education-wise. Hmm, I might want to look into that. So I, <laughs> Exactly. Now that they're starting to get a little bit of traction, I think that that university can be a little bit better. And the only yeah. the only difficulty for them is they're gonna you know they're gonna have to commit to the to the to the team because obviously travel is gonna be ridiculous. Well, yeah, not only that, and they're also what is they're in the independent league, um, yeah, so they're they'll, not. They'll pick up a conference here before too much longer, though. They'll probably get in the WCSA most likely. Oh, okay. Hopefully Which for makes them, sense. They're not, Hopefully for them, they don't get picked up by the NCHC because then they'll just get slaughtered every week. But the WCHA is, is more um, – it's more open to having, you know, teams from all over the place now, you know, that, since the big breakup. So. Right. Yep. So um, I think I think we can keep the other two questions for next week on college. Um, so Bo and Matt, we will get to your questions next week. And we have about 30 minutes left, and we have another phone call, so I want to go ahead and take that, too. Um, but before I take, I'm going to give Jimmy a chance here to rest his voice and everything before we get into the NHL side of things. But um, I wanted to, again, let everybody know, um, tomorrow night on KJC Radio, we have Fifth Down College Football Talk with Chris Dietz. And that airs at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on KGC Radio. And then on Thursday slash Friday, well, it'll be Thursday if you're not in the East Coast. It'll be Friday at midnight if you're in the East Coast. Um, Talk Therapy with Red and Puddin also come on KJC Radio. So we wanted to take a moment to promote the other two shows that are on KJC Radio so that if you have a free moment, please give them a listen as well. Um, great shows, so um, I definitely wanted to get those out there. Um, any questions, I will. I do share the link on, say, out of my crease just to kind of network with them, so you will see the, the links come out um, before their shows go live, so just letting you know that. All right, so well, let's go for ahead. Those and- of you that don't, for those of you that don't live in the South, it's not KGC, it's KJC. Um, what when when Kimmy says it, she says it. It kind of might sound like a cheat, but um, I know it's a southern better. thing. <laughs> no, it's okay. Not your fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. K J C. I just have to slow it down. Yes. Um But yes. So yeah, they do air on this network and too. You know what? And you would you would slow it down a little bit more if you spent like six to eight months of your life with your mouth frozen, because that's why we talk the way we talk. So, yeah, 
Well, I say Minnesota like a Minnesotan, so. <laughs> well, at least, well, at least you're close. I am. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and take our phone call. Hi, you're in the air with Kim and Jimmy. Who's this? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Chris. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. We missed you last week. Uh, I was working hard. Or hardly working. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's how I roll. Right. But you know, it's good. It's good to be back and, and get and get the expert opinion that I need. <laughs> I never claimed to be an expert. <laughs> Maybe Jimmy is, but oh, yeah. <laughs> Kidding. Come on. Kidding. Come on. You're you're the you're the voice of hockey, as I as I've called it, the voice of hockey. Well, thank you. Jimmy uh, is the what of hockey? Jimmy is the brains of hockey. Come on now. See, this is how he promoted Scat of Make Peace of the Show last week, Jimmy. I was the voice of hockey. You were the brains of hockey. Well, if that's the case, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Chris? Doing well, doing well, sir. I'm glad so to hear. So, what did you think? What did you think about your Quinnipiac team last last weekend? You guys, um, you split. You what? Two different teams. Uh, I this this weekend was tough. I, I didn't get to I didn't get to see a lot of it because. I was I was so focused on the uh the football coming up, so I didn't really Yeah, see I'm, well, I'm, I'm I'm kinda of focused on football too. We got we got the with the Vikes being in the playoffs and the whole home field thing and the whole deal. It's, yeah. I'm a little more <laughs> a little more in tune to football than I normally am, so Yeah, we had the yeah, national I- championship Monday, so no, that's Chris and my team on the playoff couch. <laughs> oh, you were talking about the football national championship. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was I was I was going all about all out college this weekend. Oh yeah, that popularity contest thing where, you know, if you're in the SEC you're better than everybody else because the SEC is better than everybody else, but they never win in the bowl games. Yeah. That <laughs> well was- you know. And, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of like your feelings on Clarkson, and, you know, they don't play out west, so they're not that good. It's kind of the same oh. thing in college football. If you don't play in the south, you're not that good. Well, no, they, they, I mean, they, it, it's the western teams. That, they, there's definitely a western bias as far as, you know, the rankings in college hockey. But, you know, then the western conference, the western teams go, you know, like the NCAC teams go out east and destroy the eastern teams. And so, I mean, it, it plays out. You know, but yeah. it, it, the the thing is, is you know, there's not a high value on a lot of the teams that in the southeastern conference, as far as um, the bottom end of it. Uh, but the national media seems to think that there is, and you know, those teams that get into those bowl games and don't do well, um, it kind of kind of plays that out. Where whereas in college hockey, you know, it, it's it's different because you know you you have to play you know you. There aren't as many teams to play, 
So you end up playing teams that you don't want necessarily want to play. So you, you know, Wisconsin goes out and plays Boston University and Boston College, and you know, if you know, and then you can kind of see, you know, how does that team stack up against that team, you know? And then you see a Denver go out there and lose to what they lose to like Mercyhurst or whatever, or the Gophers lose to Mercyhurst, and you'll see go, well, is that team really that good? And then you see them go play. You know, then you see play against Harvard and they destroy Harvard. And then, you know, so, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things that come into play more in college hockey because there isn't as many places to hide as there is in college football, if that makes any sense. It well, does. That kind, of, that kind of gets to my hockey question. And this is for you, Jen. Is Minnesota State really as good as the stats I'm looking at? I mean – I'm looking at everybody's goals scored, and they're like 60s, maybe low 70s, and then Minnesota State, 86. Like, are they really, like, scoring that much more goals, or are they just playing teams that are terrible? Well, they're kind of like um, the teams you were talking about. Um, um, what is it? Colgate and, and – uh... Absident or what's the other one? Clarkson um, <laughs> and Cornell. Um, yeah, they're they're playing against. They're in the WCHA, and you know there isn't as many good teams in the WCHA as there is in some of the other conferences. So they're lighting it up against a lot of bad teams. And you know, are they a good team? Yes. Are they a great team? Maybe. Um, but they're they're in that same conversation that I would put Clarkson and Cornell in. And and that is, you know, who have you beat? You know, who who did you play that made you, you know, be a top ten team? And they don't really have that resume. Okay. Now I was I was just wondering because I was looking at at the the standings and I was like, how are how are they that far ahead of every? Like, how are they that much more more goals than everybody else? Well, they got a lot of goal scorers on that team. They 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 have they have a lot of a lot of they, then they shoot the puck. They're that's a philosophy down there. They you know it, if you have a shot, take it. You know it's it's shoot first, pass second. That's the mentality that you know down there at, at um, Minnesota State Mankato. Um, it'd be really really interesting coming up. Um, not this um, Saturday, but the following Saturday is. Um, Hockey Day Minnesota, and that's where, um, wow. it, well, and that's where it starts out. Where you know um, they they have a, a rink outside, and um, they're build, they actually started building it yesterday. And so um, they have um, boys high school, couple of boys high school hockey teams that play, and then they have Minnesota Duluth and Saint Cloud State play in the women's college, and then they have another. Um, uh, uh, Class A or Class AA, I mean, um, boys boys high school hockey game that's played outside, and then um, Minnesota State plays St. Cloud State, and so that will be a test that weekend to see just how good Minnesota State is because they're playing St. Cloud State that weekend, and that's when we'll know if Minnesota State is for real or if it's just smoke and mirrors. All right, and what'd you what'd you say? They're shoot first, pass second. Yep. All right. What's the name of that coach? We need him to segue. We need him in New York. 
<laughs> I knew that was coming. Like right now. <laughs> I somehow knew this was coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, now, Chris. I like New York. I like it better when they lose. <laughs> I like New York. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just like oh, your yeah. goalie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> if you if you take out the uh, if you take out the uh, the Winter Classic or whatever whatever that thing was that they were in, if you take that the out, Winter Classic. It's been a, yeah, it's been a rough rough go of it lately. So yeah, every team goes through that though. Even the best teams like Columbus lately has been just you know, and the East has just been off and on they're not very consistent this year so mm-hmm. yeah I, I wouldn't worry you're still in a playoff spot right now well we're doing better than some teams then yeah we're exactly. not, we're not mentioning, we're mentioning names, though. right so um while we're on the nhl here <clears throat> one of the questions that we got this week and i i'd like to hear your input on this too chris do you feel it sad if Yager's career ends the way it the way it's ending with the Flames right now? Am I? I'm not really sad, sad about it. I mean, we we hear this all the time, especially as as somebody who follows football. We hear this all the time. Father Time is undefeated. He he wins at some point every time, so. He, it's it's just a matter of time, you know. That he makes probably sense. shouldn't have. He probably should not have been coming back. But you know what? As long as he's out there and he wants to stay out there, go. You know, I'm I'm never gonna be I'm never gonna be sad about him wanting to like if he wants to come back, keep going, keep going until you can't skate anymore. Which for Yager could be a very long time because his off-season workouts are just amazing to watch. If you get a chance, you should YouTube them and watch them. Uh, what so, do you think, uh, Jimmy? Well, I think that Yager should um, come play for the Wild with Matt Cullen next year so he could have like... <laughs> <laughs> well, what, you know the plan. 40, 47 and 42, so that's what, um, 89 years old on that line. We just We could have a... Um, a Bantam player, and we'd still have a 100-year-old line, so that'd be fun. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys have heard, but the Flames are releasing Yager. Um, that came out yesterday or the day before. But anyway, so the Flames are actually releasing Yager, and he says if he doesn't get picked up by an NHL team, he's going to go play in Europe. Well... He's a hockey player. He wants to play hockey. I, I don't. I don't see that as a problem. I mean, he, as long as he feels like he can still play, then he should still be able to play. And maybe he's not at. I, you know, I'd be honest. I've been. I mean, I'm watching the Flames right now, and he's not on the team. So, um, which by the way, the Wild have tied it up two to two to two. So remember that two telling you about earlier. <clears throat> yes, I did. It, it could be. It could be down to one. So. Um. But no, I mean, it, somebody will probably pick him up. 
just because of the name. But then again, you know, it, it all depends on how much money he's willing to play for. You know, I, I think he, I think he has to get a million. I think that's the right. minimum. So, you know, do you have a million dollars available for him? That, that's, you know, and most teams probably do. Right. Oh, goodness. Uh-oh. And Jimmy got distracted by the game. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people and are what, talking about them. How, 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 old is y- how, how old is Yager? Like 46. Like 46. He's 46. Where where else is he going to make a million dollars for you know how however much you know however much work it is you know however long the hockey season is? Where's well, he going to make? You know he's not in so, for the money though. He's in it because he wants to play the game. That's why right. he said I'll go play in Europe if I have to. Right, and but he's it done is, it before. It is, it is one of those. It is one of those things. Like he's only forty six years old. He's not gonna, you know, and and he has enough. He does have enough money, but it, you know, when is there enough? If I were if I were an athlete, I would never stop. I would, I would never stop That's until I was broken and couldn't, couldn't play anymore. <laughs> until they carted me off the field and were like, "Yeah, you're not allowed." <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people right now are talking about the uh, Flames head coach. I don't know if you guys caught that video um, with their head coach during practice. The other day, he was so um, irritated with something. I don't know even sure what it was. But he was throwing sticks and using that language. Sorry, You're breaking language. up again. Yeah. Sorry. There you go. Can, you, can you hear me now? Yep. All right. So that's that's been the big thing. You know, they're releasing Yager, and the head coach had a meltdown on the ice the other day at practice. And um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how this works out. I guess we're back on Yager watch. Well, I mean, I, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him finish his career, you know. I'd like to see him finish out at least finish out the season in the NHL, and then call it quit. You know, then if he has to go to Europe, he has to go to Europe. But you know, right? Yeah, because um, he's according to the article and the breaking news that I saw, his agent had been given permission from the Flames to speak with all with all other teams. If nothing materializes in the NHL, the mutual termination with Yager continuing his career in Europe is an option being discussed. Hmm. So, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, we, we spent all summer on quote-unquote Yager watch, and so I, I'm interested to see um, where this goes, if there is a team that's going to pull the trigger on him. Um, he's played for quite a few teams already, so I think it would be cool if he played for all 31 <laughs> before he retires. <laughs> but 
But yeah, him and Matt Cullen would be pretty good on a line, don't you think? <laughs> well, they would be. Like I said, it'd be, it'd, it, but I don't know if we have a cap space for that. <laughs> right. Right. And so that was a great question from Eric. Um, you know, we will keep you guys updated on what we hear. As soon as I hear something, I'll post page unless it happens on a Tuesday night, and then I'll let you guys know on air. Um, Jimmy, you had a question from Michael this week. And Michael says, Jimmy, the Wild are starting to get healthy. Can they become a team to make a huge splash in the playoffs? Well, Nino Niederreiter is back out again. So we're back to not being healthy again. We did just tie the game, um, 2-2 going to overtime. So So Calgary has to win in overtime to get their two points. Correct. And the Wild get one point. So the Wild will have 48. And if Calgary wins in overtime, they'll have 48. Right. So, So they won't jump as many teams as they probably wanted to. But they will jump right. Colorado and Wild and Calgary will both jump. Um, if the Wild win, they'll be in the in the number two wild card spot, and Calgary will be the first team looking in. So, right, that's, a, that's it, a one point two point thing. Right, which I mean, Chicago won tonight, so they got two points. So right now they're in the last wild card spot. So they knocked yeah, those, this playoff bound avalanche out. They'll get bounced by Calgary if I believe if Calgary um if Calgary wins they'll get they'll get bounced by Calgary. If the Wild win, then they'll get bounced by the Wild. So either way they they will no longer be in that spot. So Right. Yeah, it's interesting how like like we were talking about the college side where you're watching the pairwise, it's interesting now to start watching teams bounce in and out of that wild card spot too. I know it's well, really exactly. early. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's early, but now it's the point where, you know, how many, te- how many teams do you have to get that one point against, you know, cause everybody's so knotted up. It's, but, you know, and if you look at the metropolitan division where you guys are at, I mean, it's from top to bottom. It's not that many points. So, you know, every point, every point you can get, yeah, that's important. But if you can get two, where they, you know, they only get one, you're still gaining a, a point on them. So, right. Well, but yeah, here, I don't, I don't know how much the Wild will be a contender. Um, it's interesting to know or to note, you know that now they're healthy and they've played better since they've been healthy. But I don't know that they're, like I said, Nina Ritter's back out again. So it it just seems to be something with them that they're not, if they could stay close and make it, make a wild card run, then they're, you know, possibly a team that could do well. Um, but they, they need to run four lines because they don't have that, superstar player on offense. You know, they rely too much on goaltending and defense. Right. Which makes sense. So, I mean, if you, so if, if you can't roll four lines, then, you know, and uh, Boudreaux has been mi- mi- mixing up the lines and, you know, it, 
he's got a couple of really good checking lines. And do you want Doomba? Because he just went in the box. <laughs> uh oh! In overtime, he be he would be perfect for Pittsburgh because he scores a lot of goals. <laughs> hey, look! I, I have to say, because he scores in the penalty box, sounds sounds like a penguin. <laughs> yep. Hey, hey, hey! I do have to say though, I I'm proud of uh my uh my pens right now because of the fact that um we we finally found Sidney Crosby this year. I don't know where he has been, but the last couple of games he has shown up. So I'm I'm very excited. Um he's actually been asked about the All Star game and he says I'm not playing like an All Star this year, so I don't think I'll make it. And you know, it's, it's a really good answer. Because he I'm telling you, in Penn's groups, people were looking for him on a milk carton because he was non-existent for a while and um, finally found his when offense. Did, when did Crosby start playing really good? Was it shortly after the Las Vegas game? No. Um, it was like the last three games. So... Um, after they got blanked by Carolina for nothing, and then he decided that, hey, I need to score goals, and that'll help bail out my goaltender from uh, from these awful lopsided games. I don't know. To be honest, he started playing better when they moved Daniel Sprong and Dominic Simone up on the first line. So last year you had Sydney American kids with Gensel and Sheary, and then this year you have Sydney European kids with Simone and Sprong. So um, I, I I don't know. I don't know what clicked. I'm glad it clicked. I'm glad to see that we are that the team is scoring goals. I, I like it better when they score because um, you have a better chance to win games when you're scoring. Um, funny how that works out, but um, yeah. But um. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It was just really interesting. Like I said, they moved Sprong and Simone, who are AHL kids, up on the first line. And um, you you definitely saw a difference in the way things were being played. Um, But that the best line right now is the fourth line for the Pens. And that's your grinder line. So... But they've also been the line that's been the most consistent all year long. They've played together almost every single game, and they haven't been moved around, which is why Phil Kessel leads the team in scoring is because him and Malkin are together all the time. And as Gino said in the post-game the other night, he knows where Phil's going to be on the ice, and it makes it a lot easier to receive or pass him a puck. So consistency is the key, I think. Well, there's, there's Bill Kessel, that. Bill Kessel's scoring goals because because I I told him, hey, I picked you. You you have to score. Oh yeah, your fantasy team. I forgot you yeah, have Kessel you know. on your fantasy team. Yeah. You know, what were you gonna say, Jimmy? That's, that's why he's scoring goals. <laughs> No, I was going to say that Stalock lost, Wild lost again to Calgary. Oh, okay. So now Stalock is seven and nine now in net. 
So that makes him a bad goaltender, right? Mm, depends on who you ask. Well, his goal his his goal support is under two. Right. So As no, he's average. not a terrible right. He's not a terrible goaltender. I'm 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 sorry. You know your your goals against average is yeah two point seven. That's not great. Um, but if you're not if you if your team can't even score two goals, you're not going to win a whole lot of games. Right. Yeah, and like I said, it's funny how scoring goals wins you games. I mean, I I hate to be a smarty pants like that, but it's the truth. Like, it doesn't matter who your netminder is as long as games by not letting more than two or three goals in, but if you're not scoring two or three goals as an offense, that netminder's not going to win. Well, and it's just funny. You can see this on a lot of teams. It's like sometimes teams will score more goals with a certain goaltender and goal, and they won't with others. And, you know, I mean, this was an overtime loss. We lost, the Wild lost three to two. You know, so you can't I mean, you can blame the goaltender on letting in three goals, but you can't really blame him because they only let in two in regulation. So, you know, his his goals against average will actually go down because of the time played. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you know, Devin Dubnik for the Wild, he's got a 2.72 goals against average, but he's 15-9. and nine. So what does that tell you? That he gets goal support. The- that he gets full support. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's funny how it works out. And, you know, it's interesting this year because a lot of the backup goaltenders are playing more, in my opinion, this year than they did last year. And Edmonton wrote Cam Tappet. They play a lot of games. This year, you're seeing in Washington a better split between Grubauer and Holpe, and you're not seeing Cam Talbot. Well, Cam Talbot was injured also, but you're not seeing him play as many games this year as he did last year. So it it seems like the backup goaltenders are more splitting with their starters this year. But um, I do have to say, the last couple of – well, for the last week, I've met – a guy on Facebook that is actually a goalie coach and he also played goalie and to the point where he almost played professionally, um, you know, certain things happened, but he's been talking to me during games. Cause we watch a lot of the same games and whatnot, but he's been teaching me about bad angle shots and what a, a good goal is versus a bad goal, like a soft goal. And it's really been eye-opening for me to see the major difference between it. Well, it's and nice to see is, you coming along to me and understanding the game a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm more of a novice when it comes to the nitty-gritty details. But, you know, having somebody like that that's willing to say, hey, I, I appreciate that you're honest about the fact that you don't know this and let me show you and watch this goal or watch that goal. And it's been really helpful and it's been really eye-opening. So. Well, I don't pretend to know everything there is about anything. Everything in, in, in hockey, I learned something from a, from a kid today in, in at work that, you know, played his whole life and it's like you know you learn every day and and 
you understand different things when you look at it from a different perspective, you know. So, um, right. But you know, it, and you know, the, the guy you were talking to, I'm sure that you know, there's somebody else who's telling him something that he didn't know today too. So, right. Um, exactly. It, it, and you know, and you know, and that's one of the things that you know you you talk about and you preach about on our show is that you know we're we're hockey fans. We're not we're not. Um, talking heads on ESPN radio we're, we're 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 learning that we're learning this as we go along and uh right um and you know we hopefully our show gets better and better as we go but we're we you know we don't profess to know everything you know we we know what we know and you know that's why we have you know we like wooden callers like Chris call in and give us you know um information that we maybe yeah and information that maybe we don't you know we don't know and uh and we're not we don't back off on that and we're not we're not afraid to you know admit when we're wrong and that's right. that's um one of the beauties of this show right exactly and speaking of um a listener donald actually responded back to you last from last week about your question um he said jimmy and kim thanks for answering my question to answer jimmy's question back i listen to you guys on podcast because of the time of your show I do believe that the A would go to line A. I think he's more mature this season and would ha- would be suited to have it. So it's good to know that Donald was listening last week to our podcast and heard your question, Jimmy, and was able to answer that for you. Well, and I think he should too. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't know who it went to. So. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I'd, I'd have to actually look that up and get back to you. Um, so, guys, we're about two minutes until we're off air here. Um, so I do want to let Christy and Ralph, Matt and Bo, and Beth know that your questions will be answered next week on the show. Um, I apologize that we didn't get to them this week, but um, we will definitely do our best to get to them next week. But um, so, I mean, you know, I thank everybody for listening, first and foremost. And secondly, thank you again for the promoting that you have done this past week for Stay Out of My Crease. Um, Thank you to the new 40 likes on the Facebook page. Keep sharing it. Keep liking it. Um, Any little bit helps. And like Jimmy stated, we're hockey fans, and this show is for hockey fans. You know, call in. Send us questions about your, your particular team. Um, I don't have any other final thoughts. Do you, Jimmy? No, not really. Just keep watching. And if your team's on vacation, uh, take your time to watch another team. You know, and it's all about hockey. It's not necessarily just about, you know, your hometown team or the the hometown team that you claim. Um, there's a lot of good hockey out there. And, you know, if you happen to be able to catch, like, uh, Winnipeg Jets, Chicago game, watch it. You know, and right. and uh, uh, or watch night, that Notre Dame game. Or watch the Notre Dame game, or or tomorrow because most of the East Coast teams are on um, vacation. You know, it's, it's actually a Central Division. It's the Wild in Chicago tomorrow. So, you know, watch that, that game. That should be a great game. Yeah, it'll be a terrible game. Two terrible teams. Both two terrible on back. Two terrible fans. <laughs> so on back to back. So on back to back. So don't forget that. But uh, Chris, thank you so much for calling in. Um, I hope to hear from you next week as well. 
Always, always. And thanks for your insights, guys. You guys are are really awesome, and I learn a lot from both of you. So. Well, thank you. Thank you. Have a great night, Chris. Jimmy, you I'll see that. you back here next week. And thanks right, for listening, everyone. Have a great night, everybody.